Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dan from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, the awesome and amazing Barbecue Forte. Hello. And we're always brought to you by ProQ, our epic sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with a top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even looking to pick up some amazing accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. So let's get the fire started. We've got Emma Millist on the show, and it's going to be another awesome one. Emma, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys, thanks for having me. Um, hi everybody out there, my name's Emma Molest, I'm from Bunch of Swines, and also you may have seen me on the Barbecue Champ last year. Um, yeah, let's have a chat and let's get going. Awesome, great to have you on the show, Emma. Um, we like to get some women on the show now and again, because it seems to be a very male-dominated environment, so it's nice <laughs> to have you in there. What? It's quite a good question, I guess, to start off with. What's it, what's it like in the male-dominated world of barbecue? Do you find it alright as a woman? Yeah, for me personally, it's fine. You know, I've always been a tomboy from, you know, the gay dot. I've always had more male friends than female friends. So for me, it's just like being at home, really. You know, um, and you're better than most men at barbecue anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, you said that, not me. <laughs> I'm going to cause trouble here. Um, yeah, no, it's. For me, when I go to competitions and you've got the, the, the locals, that I like to call them, around you, it's more like being around family and friends than it is about being around competition, these big burly guys. You know, we all have a laugh, we all cook great food, we all enjoy eating each other's food and telling them what we think about it. And at the end of the day, we're just one big family. So for me, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you can, you can give it a go, you can have a laugh, just give it a go. Yeah, I think it goes back to like the fundamentals of barbecue is all about getting around, getting around the barbecue, getting together and having a good time. And I think that's really synonymous with with the barbecue community. It's like a, it is like yeah. a really big, just extended family. We all just sort of get on like so well, and like everyone, like I don't know, it's weird. Like I, I feel like I know so many people so well, but at the same time, never even met some of no. them. And it's like it, it's just an epic community. Yeah, it's crazy. We get that at every competition. You know, um, you have members of the public being like, I've been talking to you for ages on Facebook. And, you know, you do. You honestly do feel like you do know them, um, even though you've never met each other before. But that's what Best World About Barbecue is about. It's, you know, everybody from no matter where they are in the world all coming together. You know, I've got my English barbecue family. I've got my European barbecue family. I've got my American barbecue family. And that's what life's supposed to be about. Food, good times, good people. You know, Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I'm preaching. I do apologize. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was, that was happy. That sums up my life anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you've, you've got a large collection of barbecues in your repertoire. Do you want to tell us oh. about some of your cues in your arsenal? Yeah, we've, um, well... The first barbecue we ever bought was from Toby O'Shea. Um, it was, um, oh, what was it now? It's so long ago. It was a pro Q. Yeah. That's the one. We've yeah, heard of them. We've <laughs> yeah, heard of them. Brilliant. Yeah, that was the first one we ever cooked on um, and got hooked on it, basically, through that way. So then we went on to the Webbers. Sorry, pro Q. Um, and then it just, it literally rolled into this huge collection. Um, it's like Pokemon cards. You've got to collect them all. You've got to <laughs> try cooking on all of them. 
they don't stay you know, shiny for that long though that's the problem yeah. oh. <laughs> see that's the only bad thing about being a woman is you think oh it needs to be shiny and clean. <laughs> you know if you go anywhere near it it's like don't clean it so I'm, not, I'm just cleaning the outside <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah we've, we've got a range of pellet cookers we've got um, normal you know, um, charcoal grills, we've got um, Fat Albert, which is a cabinet smoker. Um, we've got the normal bullets that I call the twins. Um, yeah, I, it's this thing about naming barbecues. Everybody does it. I don't know why. It's just, you know, incorporating the link to the family, I think. Um, but yeah, we've got everything from small little Joey to the big ranch kettle. Um, I've got a Yoda that's about to turn up in a few weeks' time. Awesome. Um, which is going to, yeah, I love them. I don't know what it is about them, but, oh, just cooking on wood and coal just makes makes my day, really. Mm. So do they all have their own uses, or do they do they do do you mix it up all the time? Like, do you take certain things for your competitions and certain things that you just tend to cook on in the backyard? Depends on what you're cooking, or, or just, or, or what do you do? Yeah, for a competition, um, we have the backwards, i.e., um, that Albert. Um, and we also take one of the WSMs, um, which we do our chicken on. Um, if I'm just cooking at home, if I'm cooking pizza or cakes, I would use the monolith, the um, ceramic cooker. If um, it's more big cuts of meat, I put light up the UDS, the big drum smoker we've got. Um, to be honest, the Webers I normally use as a fire pit for the back garden just to keep warm <laughs> <laughs> and for everybody to sit around because, you know, uh, yeah. So you can do anything in a barbecue. That's that's the joy of it. If you get it to a proper temperature, you can treat it just like your own oven at home. Um, but, yeah, for competition, we have our own set. For catering, we have another set. And just for, you know, messing around in the back garden. Cool. So do, yeah, do you do like do you do catering events as well as competitions? Then? Um, we do try to. Um, we don't advertise that we do. Um, it's just literally word of mouth, really. Yeah. Um, People know now. Do, <laughs> <oops>. <laughs> um, the reason we do it is because it helps to pay for all the competitions. Yeah. So it, you know, we don't make that much of a profit from it. It's just literally so that we can go to America and do competitions. Mm. We can go to Europe. And you know, put money back into us. If that makes sense. Yeah, see, that's something it's that a I was very expensive hobby. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's something that you always hear, and and uh, I follow like the competition scene a bit, and and something you hear a lot from from different competition teams is that the cost is just so so high, and especially when you guys are like traveling to the states and and traveling around the world barbecuing. I mean, your, your costs have got to be so high, and that actually the yeah. the winnings from some of these competitions don't don't even cover those costs, and it must be a really tough thing to do. I mean, I don't think that I could afford to to really give a proper give it. I mean, give it my all like you guys do. So it, it's it's interesting to see that you actually have that on the side to help. That that's a really good way of doing things. Yeah, it, it is really expensive, and some of the competitions that we do, you know, there isn't any um, funding for it. You know, you, um, you don't necessarily get prize money, but at the end of the day, you're not doing it for that reason. You know, some people will be like, oh, she's talking rubbish. But, you know, you don't do it for the glory. You do it because you enjoy it, you enjoy the people you're around with, and if you're just doing it for the glory, then why are you doing it? Yeah, no, that's so, yeah. yeah, no, um... It, it does get expensive. 
yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do have a very um, faithful bank manager that <laughs> likes me. Um, but, you know, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. No. Do you, do you both have full-time jobs as well? Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, Ed's a full-time salesman and mm-hmm. I work for an insurance company. Yeah. So we work nine to five jobs and then... And then by the weekends, you know, weekends yeah. we do this, yeah. <laughs> Ultimate barbecue champions. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, well, certainly, yes, yeah, certainly, definitely the bunch of swines are, are renowned. I mean, it's it's something that, yeah, I mean, when it comes synonymous now with, with competition barbecue, especially in the UK, and, in your, and you're definitely making your mark in the States and stuff like that, which is absolutely awesome. I mean, you're definitely up there and definitely massively respected it. So, so yeah, I would definitely go that far. Bless you. Thank you very much. So, do you personally regard yourself as a low and slow woman, or are you a hot and fast, <laughs> or are you just a bit of everything? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I do like it low and slow. Um, you know, there's something about putting on a huge piece of meat, stick it on the barbecue, go go to sleep, relax for a bit, and then get woken up by the smells first thing in the morning. You know, I, I am a lazy cook. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just say it that way. I am a lazy cook. Um, I do, you know, we have tried the last few weekends um, doing hot and fast briskets and pork butts and things like that. Mm. Um, and yes, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's quite surprising, you know, the difference between the two. But, you know, at the end of the day, low and slow has worked so far for me. I'm just, you know, it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. So yeah. what, what, what have your results been like then doing hot and fast with a brisket? I've Is seen that Ed, Ed's experimented quite a lot with, with the hot and fast, hasn't he? Uh, and yeah. the other, uh, another member of Bunch of Swines. Uh, and I, I've noticed the other day uh, he posted a, a short rib uh, that he did hot and fast and it looked so, so good. I haven't actually tried it yet, but I was uh, speaking to someone about it and I need to give his uh, his recipe a go. Okay, go. Yeah, it, it's on the uh, Countrywood Smoke um, website, I think, mm-hmm. um, or awesome. uh, on the page there. But yeah, um, cooking it on the ZDS hot and fast, um, you don't see that much of withdrawal. So when you put the brisket in for low and slow, you know it's you know twelve pounds. By the time you've taken it out, it's shriveled up to you know half the size. Mm. Um, one thing we're noticing with the hot and fast is there's not that much shrinkage. Um, so even though it is cooking quicker, you know you would expect the muscles to all sh- you know, get tight and shrink up, and but there isn't any of that at all. Um, Taste-wise, you get a lot more smoky flavour from the UDS cooking hot and fast, um, and it just proves that you can do it. Really, mm. you know, there's nothing like, you know, if you can do one in five hours, you know, instead of fourteen. Yeah. Hey, give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do you think anyone's going to be at Grill Stock serving up stuff that's done hot and fast this year? <laughs> <laughs> Is it too risky. <laughs> To, um, I don't know. There, there's uh, one team that um, you know they don't mean to cook it um, hot and fast, okay. but they <laughs> get up early enough in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for the last few years, I've actually lit the coals before they've got up. Okay, you know and they, they come down from the hotel room and I cheer them. But this year, unfortunately, we're not at grill stock, so they've got to get their time sorted. Mm. <laughs> Not naming any names. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. So, what actually got you into barbecue in the first place? Do you remember anything like? Are there any particular memories or anything that actually like that was the first thing that got you into barbecue? Um, for me personally, 
I went travelling um, at the age of 21 around America. And that's when I first um, tasted proper American-style barbecue. Um, unfortunately, it was in Philadelphia, so, you know, it wasn't like the Kansas or, <laughs> or anything like that. But that's when I first tasted it, and I was like, wow, you know, this is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But then, you know, I didn't meet Ed until a lot, you know, a long time after that. Um, and thankfully, he liked it too. So it was like, winner! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just all rolled from there. We um, we started watching Man vs. Food, like everybody does. Um, we saw all these pits that he was going to, and was like, we could so do that. So we did. Mm. Um, and you look back on it now, and it's like, what we thought tasted amazing. Ooh, you look back <laughs> on pictures, and you're like, no way! <laughs> um, so yeah, that was quite interesting. And then we um, Googled, searched, back in 2010, and found that the British Barbecue Society actually did barbecue competitions. So we're like, for a laugh, shall we just turn up? Okay. I've got nothing to lose. So we did, we turned up. We cooked some things really badly. <laughs> we cooked, <laughs> and we came third in pork for our very first competition ever. Well, hey. awesome. And we were like, okay. We, we might be good at this. <laughs> and it's literally five years on and we're still, you know, we're still cooking. Um, we're still barbecuing. Well, I'm at barbecues at least twice a week. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to use them as a normal eleven and a half half the time. So, yeah, it's it kind of rolled and rolled into this. The cooks got less bad and, and you got more good food and you started winning more than just the pork and, and here you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sums it up actually. So do you cook a lot of competition style barbecue at home, or are you cooking just normal barbecue at home? At home, um, except for last weekend, um, you know, because we've got comps coming up now at the end of March, we've decided to, you know, you better dust off the cobwebs and practice. Um, but no, normally it's just everyday food from lasagnas to bread, you know, to cakes, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, our neighbours do get fed up of us, but <laughs> oh well, what can you do? You must be pretty chicken thighed out, because I saw a picture oh. from a bunch of swines. You were testing some uh, chicken thighs at the weekend, weren't you? Weren't you? Yeah, I hate chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody hates chicken. Um, yeah, we, we've picked up some new um, sauces and rubs and things like that, so it was testing what we normally do and... You know, there, I think there were six different vi variations of it. And, yeah, just after one taste, you're like, I don't want to taste any more chicken. <laughs> Especially when trimming it, you know, I don't want to see another piece of chicken. Yeah. It's too soon. <laughs> Do you guys go to, like, the full extent of, like, taking the skin off and then scraping scraping it off and then putting it back on and reattaching it all and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, um, so it's all long-winded yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, from taking out ligaments to blood yeah. vessels to yeah it, it's annoying because it's such a small piece of meat it takes the less time of every, everything to cook but you spend more time prepping that than yeah. you do anything else so yeah <laughs> were, were there any clear winners did, from all of that cooking um there were two okay T two that I liked which normally I don't like our chicken 
Um, that's good. That's, that's positive. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, and now it's like okay, from that, which ones do we, <laughs> which ones do we go for? How how do you normally so. do in chicken in competition? Um, over here in the UK, we do pretty well. You know, we're normally um, at, you know in the top three, top four. Mm-hmm. Um, over in Europe, though, um, because our chicken is quite you know it's got a bit uh, sweet and heat to it. In Europe, they they don't really like things too spicy. Oh, Dan, um, no good for so, Dan. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, literally, when They'd we, hang were me. <laughs> we were at the Jack Daniels a few years ago, and we gave them one of our pieces of chicken, and he's like, oh, too hot, too hot. He's like, mate, it's black pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, over in Europe, we're in the top ten, but, you know, so it's like, okay, let's try and find a happy medium that sorts, you know, sorts everybody out. Yeah, cool. So, awesome. We shall see. What's the scene like across Europe? Is there lots of competition teams around Europe? Europe has exploded. Yeah. It really has exploded. Um, the first competition we did over there oh, was about three years ago now, three, four years ago, um, and it was the only one, the only European competition. Um, this year alone, I think, we're booked into 13 European competitions. Oh, wow. wow. Awesome. It literally has just exploded. How do you guys have um, full-time jobs and do that? That must be such a <laughs> such a slog on you, honestly. That must be such hard work. Fair play to you we lot. We have holidays. We have barbecues. Yeah, I oh, will. <laughs> yeah, that is like a magical holiday, I guess, I suppose, in itself. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Fair play. Yeah. I, I like to travel. I like to eat. It just, you know, two things just rolled into one. Yeah. So, you know, for us, it really does work. That's an interesting thing. like. wrong the whole the whole smoking thing in Europe and it's like it goes back to like I mean the Germans and and Polish and they've been smoking things for years like they've been smoking I mean like okay yeah American style barbecue yeah originated in in America that's fine but but like the whole sort of smoking and stuff like that they've been smoking meats and and stuff like that they've been imparting that smoke flavor and stuff for 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 hundreds of years so so that must be like a really interesting aspect that they sort of bring to the table and and i'm sure is actually influential in the way they cook so so yeah i bet i bet it's really blowing off actually over there it is it it is and you get to try so many weird and wonderful things that you've never think of trying before you know because quite a few of the teams do have their own michelin chef you know so he's uh, chopping everything up and you, you just you know because we like to share in the barbecue community so it's like try this try that and yeah, some of the things that they're creating over there is absolutely amazing. Exciting stuff! Exciting mm. stuff! Yeah. What 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 sort of fuels do you use? Are you are you a briquette lady or are you a a lumpwood lady? Do you? Uh, I'm a lumpwood lady. <laughs> You're a lumpwood lady. I'm a lumpwood lady. I like lady. you. Yeah. <laughs> I like you, a lumpwood lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've always used lumpwood. Um, briquettes I've used in the past. You know, I've gone. I've tried. A various amount from the Weber ones that go white um, after a long time to heat beads that never die, never go out. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, for me, it's Lumpwood. Um, Big K is who we've used for years. Yeah. Um, we've, we've never had any problems with them, except for every now and then you might get a whole tree trunk in. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, okay, how's this going to fit in the barbecue? <laughs> yeah, yeah Ty Mac put a picture yeah. on literally uh, this week and it was like, it actually was a huge tree stump in the big K bag. Yeah. I was like, how could you even, how are you going to burn that? I don't even know. You're going to have to get take an axe to it just to fit it in yeah. the barbecue. Well, 
like, it's quite funny because, um, you know, when we do get big cables, of course, we get quite a lot to see us through the year. So, you know, we get a pallet delivered to the house. To this guy on the oh, lorry. I'm so like, jealous. Um, <laughs> how are you going to lift that into the house? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> literally the house is full the living room has got charcoal everywhere <laughs> it's got heat you know it's yeah Ed's so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> my wife can't complain now when my shed's full, can she? Your no. house is full. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll send you some pictures later yeah. and then you'll be here to show you what I fit with <laughs> I get told off just having one bag of charcoal. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you got to use that one before you buy any more. <laughs> <laughs> my problem is, though, I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm a real Lumpwood. I'm a real Lumpwood person. Love it. And, uh, yeah, Big K, Big K restaurants, that, that, what I tend to go for, just, yeah. just love it. Yeah. Uh, personally but I, I went through a stage of because everyone always goes on about the heat beads and everything yeah. and I bought like uh, <laughs> I bought a, a fair few packs of heat beads and they're just still just sat there and so I get told off for that because I personally I, I used a few of them and, and experimented with them and, and for me I'm just a lumpwood guy so so now I've got like all these bags of heat beads sat there and, and, and I'm just getting told off for not using them so they're brilliant as a heat source to keep you warm while you're barbecuing. So if you ever go to a barbecue competition, literally stick a bag of heat beads in the bottom of your barbecue, lift the lid off, and literally that will be burning until 24 hours later. Great they, idea. They never die. They never die. No, no, yeah. Great idea. Love it. <laughs> Definitely give that a go. Because I always, I always do that. And after I was cooking, that's what you were saying earlier about how you use the, the Webers as a fire. After I finished cooking on the Pro-Qs, I, I dismantle the stacks and then the bases turns into a fire for me. Yeah. So then we're all sat around the fire. So yeah, could, uh, the heat bees would keep us going all night whilst we're uh, knocking back some uh, bourbon and some beers, I'm sure. Yeah, and it gets rid of some of the bags so you don't get any nags. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck the whole bag on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the big case that's like, been our our weapon of choice really for like yeah. the last eighteen months now. It's really, awesome. Like around us, we've we've got some some local uh, charcoal companies, which um I haven't actually. Uh, I'm going to say I'm guilty here, but I do love using local produce, but I actually haven't had a chance to to go and experiment with them. So I'm, I'm going to definitely go and do that because I find that really interesting. Uh, so I'm going to give that a go, and then you've got like great people like uh, with the Oxford Oxford Charcoal Company Oxford and like Lord Logs. Yeah. And they're and they're like doing awesome things for us in the charcoal world and fuel world and 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 it, it's amazing. I mean, the Oxford, Oxford Charcoal Company you can buy specific woods and charcoal that mm. you can actually be burning yeah. different things. And I just find it all really interesting. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, for me personally, you know, I've used the Oxford Charcoal um, not only on barbecue chat but also at competitions as well. And it burns very quickly, so it's a great coal for grilling. Mm -hmm. um, but for a low and slow. Big K, you know, I can fill Fat Albert up, go to bed for about six hours, come back, and it doesn't need refilling. Yeah. You know, um, that's that's what I found with Big K. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on my Pro-Q, I can, I can go to, I start it up at like 10 o'clock, go to bed, and wake up, and I'm still, I mean, like I'm, and I'm talking like 12, about 12 hours, 10, 12 hours, and it's still burning, yeah. doesn't it? And it's I, I think burning. it's awesome. Mm. And that's just from like one, one full basket on the, on the pro queue and and that's yeah. awesome over the, over the christmas period i was trying out some of the cuban have you seen that one it's like a cuban is it marabou charcoal and i, yeah, I got I sent so. a box of that to try out and that that lasted a long time because so i was a bit skeptical at first when i first looked at it it wasn't as big a chunks <laughs> as the big k and i thought oh i, 
like yeah, it's like twiggy big chunks. It was a lot yeah. more like yeah, like you said, twiggy. But it really lasted really well. And I, I want to say twig. Lot. It was more like branchy, not yeah. twiggy. It was branchy. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. And but yeah, you said it burned for for ages. Yeah, so I was, was so impressed of it. That's yeah, it's cool. like yeah. really really dense. So yeah, I like that. It's good stuff. Cool. So do you have a standard go to cook at the minute? Like, what's your favorite thing you're cooking at the moment? Or like you said, you're you're in by you're approaching approaching competition season, so you're you're just trying things out. But but do you have like a standard go to cook that's your favorite thing? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many great things. Yeah, um, for me, it's beef ribs, beef ribs, and hallelujah. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, don't. Uh, yeah, beef, beef ribs and steak. You know, so simple but so good. Mm. Okay, so I mean, without giving away any of your your competition secrets, but do you have like a basic recipe you can share with the listeners for like a beef rib? Or can you talk us through the steps? Yeah, um, for me personally, if I'm at home, it's literally black pepper and salt. Um, Maybe a bit of garlic um, powder. A woman after my heart. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's our recipe. (laughs) You stole our recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. (laughs) Sorry, you carry on. (laughs) No, we're just laughing, sorry. (laughs) We're ruining the podcast. Sorry, you carry on doing the recipe. Yeah, salt, pepper, garlic powder, rub it onto your meat, leave it there for a while until, you know, it seeps in and gets absorbed. Stick it on whichever smoker you have, it doesn't matter which one. Um, maybe about four, if you're doing low and slow, say six hours later, take it off, stick it in some tin foil with some beef bottle or chicken, you know, beef stock, whatever you have at home. Wrap that back up into a parcel. Chuck it back on there until, for another say two hours, and it should be absolutely perfect. Okay. How much? How much that, like of the stock would you be put, pouring onto it? Should it be like swimming in it, or is it just just lightly covering I, it? Or? I normally just put a light covering over the top. I don't. I'm terrible. I never measure anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really annoys Ed. He's like, "What did you do there? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not this much. Um, yeah." <laughs> A light drizzle over the meat. Okay. <laughs> Let's say so that was that about three, four ounces maybe. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a coating over, just so that it soaks up um, and goes over the beef. But then also, you know, all the juices are going to flow out and then, you know, go back in during the cook. So it just enhances the beef flavour. Really. Yeah. Do you cook it as like a whole rack, or do you do them individually? I like to cook them as a whole rack. Okay. Um, I know people that do cook them individually and they do come out brilliantly but there's something about cutting into the the big rack and then separating it and seeing the smoke ring around the outside and the bones popping off and falling on the floor and things like that <laughs> it, it's the whole the whole experience yeah, for me. the whole experience <laughs> awesome sounds epic and what then about wood <laughs> wood wise what would you be choosing to smoke uh, the beef, beef with? with yeah beef um i do like cherry wood mm-hmm I do like cherry wood quite a lot, so it would be mm, cherry, maybe with a little bit of um, hickory in there as well. Yeah, and I Two use of my chunks. I, I I use chunks. I don't use um, little dusty bits. No. <laughs> and you mentioned steak. What's your favourite steak cut then at the moment? What What are you What are you out of choice going for? At the moment, whatever the butcher's got available. Um, 
you know, everybody loves a good ribeye every now and then. Um, but I, I do like my steak from the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you get so much more flavour in there. Um, so, yeah, I trust my butcher very much. You know, he owns the local abattoir, so I know whatever I'm getting is, you know, is really fresh. I know where it's been produced. I know where it comes from. Um, so, yeah, just trust your butcher, you know. Yeah, it's really important, guys. Everyone listening, make friends with your butcher and shop local. Those are like two of my like absolutely fundamental things. I just love it. Love shopping local as much as I can, and and yeah, making friends with your butcher, getting to know your butcher really well, and and, and just talking to them. Yeah, and, and swapping recipes as well. It's like one of our local butchers. Um, um, we got him to make some hot links for us, and he he's like, "Can I try one?" I was like, "Of course you can. It's your meat." <laughs> you know, he, he gave it a go. He's like, "Can I have the recipe?" He's like, you can sell them. I don't mind. You know, just you just, know, you just give us ten percent. They help you. <laughs> yeah. So, where, what yeah. what butchers is that? Where can we buy our? Where can we buy a bunch of swine's hot links from? <laughs> um, Andrews, um, in Marlborough. Okay. But you know, but, but they are called Andrews sausages. They're not called bunch of swine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I happen to be driving past, I'll pop in for some hot links then. Ideal. Sounds yeah. great. What what tends to influence most of your cooks? So where do you get your influences from? Like, is, is it all American barbecue or, or do you, like, have a, a background in, in any sort of other styles or anything? Um, when Ed was younger, um, he was um, stationed in Hong Kong with his family. So we do try a lot of ethnic um, spices, you know, we do like our Chinese, we do like our Japanese. Um, so it's, it's a bit of everything, really. Um, the barbecue we do isn't just American-style barbecue, you know. Um, you don't have to just keep it to one zone. You just Whatever you've got on the side, chuck it in the bowl. Don't be scared to play around with what you've got that's available to you. Yeah, all about you know, experimenting. But, all about experimenting. Oh, yeah. And write it down as you do it. <laughs> I'm so bad There's at nothing that. worse than having a great cook and then going, what did you put in that? <laughs> Some stuff. Yeah, I'm so bad at that. So bad. I'm trying to yeah. work on it. I'm just so bad. I'm even bad at like, the picture thing. Everyone has all these epic pictures of their food. I'm trying to get better. And, like, I, I like cook, put it on the plate, and then I've eaten half it. I'm like, oh, I was meant to take a picture. <laughs> It's all gone. My plate's a mess, and I'm just there's no hope from then. I just can't do it, can't recover. So that's it. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a goner. <laughs> and I'm the other I, way around. I, I I'm just taking photos without even eating it. It'd be gone cold <laughs> before I finish photographing. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, one for you, one for the plate. Yep. <laughs> Design the plate first and spend all that time decorating. Then, like, no, 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 you can't eat that one. That's, that's the Instagram one. <laughs> Oh, it's a sad world, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, when it comes to like prepping meats and stuff for your competitions, do mm-hmm. you do much in the way of like injecting and brining and those sort of things? Um, we inject our brisket and our pork. Mm-hmm. So our pork butt, um, but we don't inject or brine anything else. No. Did so it brine your br- chicken? No. No. Uh, cool, that's interesting. Chicken. The chicken process is so long-winded anyway, I don't want to add, <laughs> add another that to element. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, brisket literally injects with uh, beef, uh, 
uh, beef stock mm-hmm. and whatever uh, rub that we're putting on top as well. We like to stick that in the injection mm-hmm. as well. Um, pork, apple juice and pineapple juice. But yeah, no, just nice. simple things that you everybody can get hold of. Yeah. yeah. What, sort of, what sort of rubs? Can you name us any of the rubs that you guys use? <laughs> um are you commercial rub people, or do you, are you you make your own stuff all the time, or do you dabble in a bit? When we first started, we made absolutely everything, mm-hmm. um, and it just got so expensive. Um, yeah. And then we tried Big Papa rubs, you know, we tried stabbed rubs and things like that, and we're like, it's actually really good, and for less than it is for us making art. So we then turned into the whole, let's save money, because barbecue is really expensive. Let's go and buy rubs that people have already made. Um, and there are so many amazing rubs out there at the moment. Not just US rubs, but we've got, you know, we've got Steve Hayes and Priscilla that are bringing out some amazing rubs. We've got, um, oh, Smoking Penguin. We've got British Bulldog. All of these rubs have been tried and tested, and they use them at competitions, and they are winning. So you don't have to go all the way to the States to try and get um, a decent rub. You know, we are actually producing our own at the moment, which is really amazing. But then, you know, sometimes you just want that little added bit. So, yeah, we started off making our own. We then went to other people's rubs, and now we just mix the rubs together. <laughs> yeah, and you've got epic companies like Barbecue Gourmet and, and places like yeah. that now that are, that are selling all these rubs, and you can pick up the UK ones and the US ones. They've got, like, literally... I mean, barbecue gourmet literally has like, everything imaginable on there. Oh, it's absolutely got awesome. From disposable chopping boards, so you don't have to wash up at comps. I love you, Richard. Um, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely everything. And if you if you can't find it on a store, just give him a call or email him, and he's so quick to come back and say, "Yeah, I can get that for you." And he's so knowledgeable as well. And, and like, for instance, if you're looking for something, you might even have something else in stock that, that's similar or that he's tried before and stuff like that. So yeah. wealth and knowledge, definitely worth hitting up and, and getting given an email if you ever have any questions. Mm. Got so many on there as well. I just like, just went onto the website now, just scrolling through. It's just yeah. pages oh, and pages. Pages of, upon pages. 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 Yeah. Yeah. My cart is going to be full. That's <laughs> <laughs> going straight in my basket. <laughs> Jamaican firewalk rub. Whoa. That good. Just wash your hands afterwards, all right? Yeah. Let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> what's, what's the barbecue scene like where you guys are from? So, where did you say you guys live? Uh, we live in Swindon. Swindon. Is, is there much happening in the barbecue world in Swindon? Except for us that invited things, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, Al from, um, oh, I call him Big Al, what's his name? Alan Lowenslow? Is it we on no, there? He, no, he's in Birmingham, bless him. Ah. Um, the Sweet Smoke, yeah. That's it, yeah, he's in Swindon as well. Ah. Um, he's going to so be on the yeah, show soon as well. We've it. got him booked in. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. He's a right him. character. Yeah, he's a great guy, isn't he? <laughs> So, yeah. so, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, I'm not Ooh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> what got you guys into barbecue? All right, do you want to start? Or do you want to take first? the reins? <laughs> you can, you can go. Yeah. 
well, I guess both of us in different in different reasons, I guess. But my my original, like, if I go right back to the start, I guess is from, but not not from an American low and slow style barbecue, and it was purely just down to the fact that my dad at any like event that would ever happen, whether it was like a village fete or some event with the scout group or something like that, he would always be the one who was running the barbecue. And yes. it was just such a like social thing. Like he knew everyone. Everyone was always around the barbecue, and he was always chatting to everyone, having a good time. And it just like imprinted, I guess, in my mind that it was like a social and fun way to cook. So as we grew up and stuff, I would gradually be trying to take over the reins from him when we were having barbecues and stuff around the place. And then, I guess probably like say like four or five years ago, I really started to get into it more and went away from just the sort of traditional burger sausage type scenario and went going more down the let's just use this as an oven it's just a heat source um with the added smoky factor and started to just dabble into just cooking what i normally would have been cooking in the house but out on the barbecue and started off like a lot of people do with just like a weber kettle and found that that could really do everything i needed at the time yeah it's just such a versatile like machine and similar to like just using the base of the pro Q, I guess you can do the same thing with that it's just from that one thing arranging coals in different ways learning the yeah. techniques that's what really got me hooked I guess it became more than just a social cool thing to do it's like quite technical and I'm a bit of a geek so I liked the like <laughs> the tech side of it and being able to go like, oh what happens if I put a little bit more coal in what happens if I use this wood and this wood and yeah. I guess I just developed from there and then found the world of like forums on Facebook and stuff like that and seeing that this whole massive community existed and grill stock was there and suddenly before you know it you're completely sucked into it aren't you yeah <laughs> and then, yeah and then a couple of years ago um met Dan and started to talk to him about it realized that we shared this innate love to grill stuff and eat smoky food and that was where it kicked off for us really wasn't it yeah yeah I, I i again i also have my dad to sort of thank for he's always like just a, a pyromaniac loves fire and and always was again from like our iranian background there's a lot of grilling like everything basically is cooked over charcoal and fire yeah. Yeah. so uh that, that's how he grew up and that, that's then how i grew up and I've always sort of been, I, I would say like my actual, my barbecue sort of love originated around grilling and I still do love grill, still grill I, all the time, hot and fast grilling, a lot of stuff. But uh, then I just love cook. I was, I just love cooking, I love, love cooking, love food. And, and then I uh, sort of like got into charcuterie. I'm always interested in like, always been interested in food and, and love like smoked meats. I love cured meats and I started doing a bit of charcuterie. And then, and then, uh, yes, I got into a bit of cold smoking, and and whilst I was dabbling in the cold smoking world in charcuterie, I sort of came across like the American sort of style barbecue, low and slow, and it all just sort of combined into one. And and now, yeah, saw the light, and I've now just, yeah, sort of met Ben, and then we just sort of came down the the, the sort of the same route together, got involved with the forums, and. And just learnt loads and, and yeah, and now I'm here, loving life. <laughs> we spent so much time just talking to each other about barbecue. We're like, we should re-record this because this is quite, this is really good. I'd I'd like to listen back to this myself. So that was yeah. what the podcast came out of, the fact that we're always talking Brilliant. about it. So we may as well record what we're talking about. 
and then speak yeah. to everyone else about it and That's we can it. all learn yeah. about it learn together stuff, and share stuff there's such a there's such an amazing community uh, in the barbecue world and it's just like well, yeah. i just want to speak to you all learn from you all and just pass stuff on to other people and 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 that's what i think we're doing at the minute which is which is awesome that's the thing you never stop learning you learn something from every single cook mm-hmm. you know and the more you share that the more that everybody else can enjoy it and barbecue's just going to explode in the UK more than it has done now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just growing and growing. I mean, my thing, I, yeah. I love cooking for people. Like, I love cooking for people. And, and it just so happens that I love being outside. I love cooking over fire, whether it be low and slow, hot and fast, grilling or, or smoking or whatever it is. I just love being outdoors. I love cooking over fire. And, and, I, and I love cooking for people. I love I love I'm a bit of a feeder I love feeding people and it's just like getting everyone together and having a good time and, and normally with beer with with beer or bourbon involved and it's just like that's what what could what what could be better in life I don't know I do not know no. what could be better <laughs> It's amazing when you see somebody that never tasted that kind of food before and they taste it for the first time and you see it in their eyes and it's like yeah you're hooked yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I love about it. Yeah, you know, I had that exact thing the other day with beef short ribs. I had friends around. Yeah. They'd never had them before. Served them up and they're like, what's this? What? Yeah. How did I not know that this existed? No, this, this, where, yeah. where do we get these? <laughs> what's this sorcery? Yeah. What's this witchcraft you were yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we not know about these? Um, <laughs> we're having these tomorrow. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, people just struggle. They don't even understand. Like again, like with stuff like that, and and again, you're cooking like your Christmas dinner or whatever. And I always refer back yeah. to Christmas dinner because it's just one to it's talk the, about. It's but the pinnacle meal of the yeah, year. Yeah, people like when you say, "Oh yeah, barbecued Christmas dinner," and they're Whoa. like, "What did you barbecue? What, what do you mean you barbecued?" And you're like, "Well, did the turkey, did the beef, did roast the ham, potatoes, roast potatoes, did, yeah. did the whole whole meal on the barbecue?" And they're like, "No way!" Like, what did you have like? A big black burnt crisp. People just don't really understand. <laughs> they like, don't understand it. No, no they don't, and, and they're fascinated by it, which is great. And, and as you can tell, we love talking about it. So it's like mm. it's like ching my chance <laughs> to talk about barbecue for the next <laughs> hour, year, ten years. Question. Yeah, <laughs> and then you see them pop up in like the the uh, in like Country Wood Smoke Forum yeah. or like by a British Barbecue site. They've liked the pages, and now they're in. They're hooked. Yeah. <laughs> they're then yeah. ordering a sm- and then texting you like. So if I was want to buy a smoker, yeah, what, what should size I? shall I get? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like that. And seriously, if anybody has questions like that, don't be afraid. Contact us. Mm. You know, whether it's you guys at the show or you can contact me directly and say, you know, what would you choose? Or I've seen this. What do you think of that? Can I do this on that? Literally, that's, you know, we're a source of information. It's what barbecue for me is about. You know, it's about family, a source of information. So, yeah. Ask the question. Don't be scared. No. What's the best way for people to contact you? Do you use Twitter a lot and stuff like that? I, I use Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got um, a page on there. So whether you go to Bunch of Swine directly or um, you can find me on there, you know, doesn't bother me. Yeah. What's your name on Twitter? Uh, Twitter, I am down as the Pit Mistress. I love that. Yeah, That's such an epic name, name <laughs> the Pit Mistress. <laughs> So if you want to find Emma there, she's at the pit mistress, add her up, follow, 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 and uh, you can tweet her in if she's given you permission to tweet her any questions that you have. So definitely (laughs) don't miss that. Take advantage of that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so hit her up, ask all these questions. And like I said, I mean, Bunch of Swine's uh, absolutely epic team. So so guys, you couldn't really get much better information there. So definitely tap them up, guys. 
So can we have a quick chat about the um, barbecue champ show that you were on? Of course you can. What do you want to know? Um, well, we, well we, we've had Simon on our show before and we've talked about um, the application process and stuff from his point of view and we found it really interesting because it was like you needed to upload a video and send that to them and he didn't really have the technical skills so he had to get skills. friends involved Bless and stuff. Him. So like, yep. what, what's your story, I guess, of your application process? Um, my application progress was a little bit different. Um, I got told about the show and went, <laughs> no way. Um, I then got a phone call um, from Don Finch, Grillstock, because um, he was involved in the process, um, to say they really need some women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, and? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think you'd be really good. Like, okay. So I contacted them and, you know, I just wanted to know what the whole idea was um, before I agreed to do anything. Um, and it was sold to me as a program to inform people how to use barbecues. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that's what I'm all about. That'd be awesome. Um, I spoke to Ed, my partner. It's like, uh, it, it could be a maximum of three weeks away from home. Are you okay to look after the dog? <laughs> <laughs> And then I found out who was, um, you know, he's going to be Adam Rickman. So I was like... You've already mentioned you like Van V Food, so that was obviously a big thing for you. uh, I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and that's what happened. So, you know, I didn't... Thankfully, I didn't have to do a video. Um, They were that desperate for women. They just picked the first people they saw. (laughs) And... (laughs) Not doing yourself any justice here. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's how it happened. So I got a phone call to say, can you come to London? Um, can you please bring a recipe with you mm-hmm. and cook something? Um, so I cooked my bacon brownies um, and bourbon recipe. Nice. And went down there. Um, we then had a little cooking challenge, which was, here's all these ingredients in front of you. Please tell me what they are. Um, and then here's a steak. How would you cook it? Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind, this is a barbecue competition with the nastiest steak I've ever seen in my life in a commercial kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was the process for me. So, yeah, very different to Simon's lesson. Let's yeah. go rewind. Your bacon brownies. Is there is there any recipe on record anywhere? Can we... Um, I might have to sort you out with one. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I will, I will uh, find it somewhere. I, as I said, I'll write everything that. down. So it's got to be in a... In a booklet somewhere. Well, it sounds epic, and I can't wait to try it. So that mm. sounds awesome. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you went into the show, what do you think? Did you think I'm going in this to win this? I'm going to win or not? No, not at all. No. Um, I'm believe it or not, I'm a very shy person. So when I went into it, it was like you know, I'm part of a bunch of swines. We're known as good cooks, but we're a team. You know, I do the prep work, Ed does, you know, the fire maintenance. And, you know, that's how we work. Yeah. So going on to the show just by myself, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I've got to do it all myself now. <laughs> yeah. Woo. You know, um, until you have five camera crews staring down the lens at you about two foot away, I have never been so terrified in my whole life. <laughs> you know, there's there's even scenes of both me and Simon just sat there shaking really? constantly. Um, so yeah, it was it was very difficult. Um, but yeah, never went in into it saying yeah I was going to win it. I was into it to see how far I could personally go. 
you know, from being a shy person to actually being in front of everybody, being, you know, wearing makeup, which I don't do, <laughs> being in bright colours, you know, just things like that. So it was very, it was very different. But a good experience. Would I do it again? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hated watching it back the whole time. Yeah, no, no one likes watching themselves on yeah. stuff. Oh no! I mean, I like every time I listen back to this podcast, I'm like, "Oh, he's that horrible guy. Yeah. Was that that voice is awful." You need to Why stop anyone listening back to it constantly, though, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Really? <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't think anyone. Like, did I say that? Yeah. I thought it was great having you on. I mean, I thought it was great you you being on the show, and I think you you did did yourself justice, and I think you you really came across really well. So. So yeah, I think it was awesome. What was your favourite thing you cooked on the show? Um, I think it would have to have been um, the roasted uh, pusum. Mm-hmm. Um, because I never cooked one of those before, and I know they always say, "Don't tell anybody that you've never cooked one of those yeah. before." <laughs> but when when you've been told, like, "Give me a recipe," and you're like, "Okay, you give them a recipe," and they're like, "No, nah, that's not challenging enough." Okay, <laughs> yeah. and you go back to the drawing board and. But yeah, that was, for me, that was a suck it and see moment. It was like, never done this before, going to do it, using this, have, having the skills that I have, fingers crossed it works. And it did. Yeah, good. So have, you, so, have you stayed in touch with many people from the show? Yeah, we, uh, we're all, <laughs> it's quite sad really, we're all like a little family, if that makes any sense, you know, because we were all just chucked together. You know, some of the friendship bonds on there are never going to be broken and we're whatsapping each other quite a lot do you have a whatsapp group that's the question yes we do oh <laughs> they're a real family they have a whatsapp group it's official we have a whatsapp group and we still talk on it oh i'm jealous now i want to get in the whatsapp group <laughs> can we get a mention in the whatsapp group <laughs> oh do, do you want me to stick you in there later be like, Solomon, check these guys out yes <laughs> Yeah, just say, oh, we know these two cool guys yeah. down in Ben. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a barbecue hero? I'm going to chuck it in there. Do you have a barbecue hero? Yes, I do. Is it, it me? Would have to be. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be John Hargate. Cool. He is my, is my absolute barbecue hero. What's you know, your favourite uh, thing he does? Just anything. Yeah. You know, anything that he touches turns to gold. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's terrible. You know, he is an amazing cook. He spent some time in Texas when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was taught by some of the best pit masters at that time. You know, he's he's over here. He's got um, he's part of the pub in Brighton at the uh, World End, and the food that he's producing, you know, is incredible and sometimes when we go down there he's like oh you're not eating off the menu tonight I was like okay the next thing you know, he's just chucking out these plates and it's like yeah I've just cooked all that for you and it's just like oh everything you taste is different you know nothing tastes the same but I'm going to book under your name when I go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi yes Emma oh, Millis can I book a table please <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I've got a lot of love and respect for that man well that sort of answers another question so is that your favourite favourite place to eat then in the UK um, oh! If he's cooking, yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So where if he's not cooking, where where is your favorite? Do you have any sort of where your favorite barbecue joints in the UK that you you frequent? No. No. Because, <laughs> I'll be quite honest with you. Um, if John Hargate's not cooking, I ain't eating. <laughs> yeah, just do it at home. Yeah. You know, I guess when you win in barbecue competitions, you can just eat your award-winning yeah. barbecue from home. <laughs> and not just that, you just get sick of barbecue. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean American-style, competition-style barbecue. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be eating brisket all the time. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. Um, I can eat no, it a lot yeah. of the time, but it's not always... <laughs> yeah. I haven't got sick of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine maybe one time getting sick of it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, in a few in a few weeks' time, we've got a pallet of briskets turning up. So I'm seriously going to be sick of briskets by the end of the year. You could eat a pallet. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could probably try. Yeah, I've been known to uh, to take on a few challenges, but I can. I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, he is I, weak. I say, that's a man versus food challenge, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no, no chance. You've got 10 minutes. Oh. Okay. Oh. I would like to eat as much brisket as I can in 10 yeah. minutes. That'd be yeah. cool. Uh, where would, where, where's your favourite place to eat? It doesn't have to be barbecue related. Or does it? My, yeah. my, well, my actual favourite restaurant that's not not barbecue related is probably 15 in Cornwall. I just okay. love it. It's right on the beach amazing nice food and like the whole ethos of everything that it's about and i just mm-hmm. think from that the point jamie of oliver view, one yeah the jamie oliver yeah. 15 yeah. yeah that's probably my favorite restaurant i just like it down there like surfing on the beach like the food there it so is like an epic location that scene, Bay like, it's is. just got yeah. everything going for me but apart from barbecue <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm gonna throw in i mean the, the hang fire girls just opened up uh barry island so I definitely yeah. want to go and check that out, and and uh, I think it that could be awesome. Yeah, the, the, it looks absolutely incredible. They've done such a good job, and and already, I mean, like they've only had it open like uh, for some test runs and stuff, and and I think like some uh, just going through the menus and stuff, and what so they're getting the, the actual real menus printed, ready for ready for the grand opening and stuff, and it looks mm-hmm. like they're they're doing so well, and and it's it's great to see. So, uh, I don't know. For me, it's it's I, I can't really. Can't really say. I don't really have one. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not like the world's best cook to, to, in no way imaginable. But I always find myself. <laughs> Ben's pointing at himself. He's the world's best cook. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. I just always like. I always find myself like being like overcritical when I eat places. I'm like. I just leave and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I probably could have cooked that better at home. Better. Uh, yeah. we're, in, we're instant food credit. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Like, we have no no right to be, but we yeah, yeah we we consider ourselves to be food critics. So we go and eat. We've got a podcast actually, so we can <laughs> criticize you all we want. Yeah, so I'm just, I don't know. I just tend to leave thinking, yeah, I could have cooked that better. But at the same time, I've been to many many barbecue restaurants, and and like I I'm going to put out there and say I'm more like a street food sort of person. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, and we've got some amazing street food around, oh, we? oh, amazing! And and like my my favourite thing to do is rather than go out for a meal, what I'd rather do over over going out for a meal would be to go to a food market somewhere mm. and and just eat my way around the food market. That would be yeah. probably my favourite thing to do. Uh, food wise, man or something like that in London. Oh yeah, I mean like London's smashing it. You got so much. Uh, 
you've just got so many different cultures and so, such a massive mm-hmm. variety of people living in one city like you're gonna have those just incredible infusions of flavor and cooking styles influences from all over and it's just like we have our english style of cooking and it's amazing and, and then you're just smashing it with all different all sorts of different stuff and, and it's it's great i mean like yeah you go to like uh like brick lane or, or you go to like uh, borough market or something mm. and it's like mm. You've got so much amazing stuff, like some of the some of the charcuterie and, and cheeses at Borough Market, like just blow your mind. Like the 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 produce is available, the the different ingredients that you can get there, stuff that probably some people never even heard of, and it's like absolutely mm. incredible. Like we, we, you it have access when you walk in there. It's yeah, just so like amazing. Isn't it? I mean, to me, Those that you can't really beat like, like stuff like that. <laughs> Go into like a proper food market and and having like pro- local producers that that have yeah. got. Uh, stuff there for you to try uh, and I mean you have to roll me out the place because I'm like a bit of this bit of that bit of this you I mean, leave, oh exactly no no it's, uh, that's exactly what I'm like but but yeah that, that's that's me that's me really yeah cool right well we are at f- right about the hour mark so I am actually gonna have to call it a day there because we we uh we're an hour-long podcast so <laughs> I'm gonna have to say thank you very very much for coming on and uh, oh, it's been brilliant chatting to you. I had a really, really good chat. Yeah. So thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me, guys. No problem. And we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's Dan from United Q. Then it's Wednesday, which uh, which means it's a podcast time. So hope you had a good uh, a good old listen. And I have my co-host here, the amazing and awesome Barbecue Forte. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I added that bit of text in. <laughs> he says I'm like Ron Burgundy, Ron Burgundy, and I just read whatever's on the screen. So yeah, so the amazing and awesome barbecue forte. And as always, we're brought to you by our epic sponsors, ProQ. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking of buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade, or even looking to pick up some amazing accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you later. See you later. Happy hump day.